seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome, friends, to episode 81 of Color of Magic, your magic and gaming podcast where we talk about all types of issues around gaming that people don't necessarily want to talk about. And to do that, I am your host, Daquan Watson. And for 81 episodes strong, I still got my main man right here in tow, Brian Allen. How is it going today, dude? Feel good. Fully vaccinated. I think even my, my skin is clearing up. I'm having a good time. Man, I'm I'm jealous. I got oily skin well, I mean, and still got to wait another two weeks to get my next vaccine. <laughs> I might have got the super soldier serum by mistake. Oh, no. Shoot, I hook me up with that, man. Let to go out there and see if I can fling some trash channel lids. You know, being real, well, you know, we can we can talk about that in a little bit. You know, uh, first let's pay some bills. If you want to support the show, hop on over to Patreon.com/slash Color of Magic for just two dollars a month. You can help us keep the lights on. You can help feed my cats. You can help feed Brian's kids and give us time to, more time to work on the podcast. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> well, that's true. Not necessarily in that order. My cats would be all right without that extra $2. I don't know if your kids will. <sighs> and we do have a show sponsor, Cardsphere.com. Like, really great people. They support many great content creators in the Magic community. And their site's awesome. You can go on and put cards up, sell them at the price you want, buy cards at the price you want. Matter of fact, uh, as of a couple days ago and through the rest of this week, I'll probably be getting mail with people sending me Dragon's Approach because I wanted a bunch of them. So when we start getting back to paper play, I'll have a bunch of Dragon's Approach. So I can build that deck and just have a meme deck to goof around with at FMs and stuff when that starts again. Granted, that's probably still like, you know, two, three months away before I can even go to a local store and game. But hey, I'll be prepared. And I got to name my price and people are sending them to me. So it's awesome. It's really that simple. So check them out. They are cardsphere.com. And I want to remind everybody that uh, if you hop over to colorofmtg.com slash shop, you can pick up play mats. I've got some of my personal brand, uh, my Dragon Brood mats, but we also have some for the show of Color of Magic. And you can pick up some cool little flashy tokens of me and Brian, and I'll even sign some out of the door for you. Unfortunately, they're at my house and Brian's in Texas, so you may have to mail some to Brian if you want him to sign them. <laughs> but, I, Brian, I think you would do that for people, though, wouldn't you? I absolutely would do that. Well, see, there you go. There you go. You can get some signed cards from us and have tokens in hand ready to go whenever you're ready to play again. Or if you're playing on Spell Table and you just want some sweet tokens, there you go. When we start doing comedy shows regularly again, hey, maybe I'll be in your area. You can come out and get some signed. Oh, that's true. That's true. That'd be a cool thing to do. But yeah, okay, so... After I explained to the comedy club what magic tokens are... Yeah, like, why are these people coming up to you and having you sign these little weird cards? Yeah, I'm sure that's a story. But yeah, okay, so... You got your second vaccine. I've still got to wait another, I guess, two weeks or so by the time people listen to this. Did you? Did you have, like, that sense of relief when you got that second shot I, I did not as much as most people because tisha can be able to get hers but i definitely feel you know a lot better yeah because i've seen some people mention that and i didn't have it so much with the first one and i think because just my mentality is like okay i'm like this is one of two i've still got a ways to go you yeah. know what i mean but yeah, i'm sure we've all seen the stories about how somebody like 
just got their vaccine, was getting ready to get their second dose, and then they died, you know, in between the two. Yeah, I mean, stuff, life can people. still happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can still get hit by a bus tomorrow or something. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not going to get overjoyed yet. But I could see myself having that reaction of just like, man, okay, we finally got here. Like, now it's it's much less of a concern or a risk. You know, like, I now know 100%. Like, so far, basically, if you get it now, you're basically, you know you're not going to die from it. And the odds of you even going to the hospital over it reduced down to like 5% or something. So that that's a big, big weight off people's shoulders, especially when we talk about going back to events. You know, at some point, it starts to feel a little like, like, like there's an, at least a realistic chance it could happen again. You yeah. know what I mean? Because when all this to events, you know, we're, uh, we, we, we're, uh, Helping to take care of Tish's mom, and I mean, I just have had nightmares about Lord. If if I if I give something to Mama, not just the family, but now the internet is going to come for me. Too. Oh man, yeah, for real. People who watch y'all's YouTube channel, like, yeah, people like Mama. Like, you you'd be the villain for real for right? a couple months. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing, right? Is not just for ourselves, but like you, like you said, you've got an older person staying in your house, right? You've got your kids at home. Like there's, there's other things going on. And now I've got a mother-in-law in town, you know, that we didn't have before, but like now it's a thing. So now granted, she was already fully vaccinated because, you know, she did her thing as an old person, got the vaccines early. So thank goodness for that. But it would still, it's still a bit of a concern, you know, because of her age. And I feel like I like I don't know. I just feel like I'd I'd be glad or I will be glad whenever that happens just to not have that be a concern or a worry anymore. And then starting to look forward, you know, like I said, I'm I'm picking up extra cards because now I'm like, all right, well, let me finish out some decks because like even if I don't get to go to a big organized event, it's starting to become like I can at least get together with my friends and and game again. Right. We can do a board game night. We can play some commander, you know. I, we can get together on our laptops and play some things instead of having to play online or whatever, right? Like the that reality is becoming more, and that's kind of I don't know if I'd say exciting is the right word. I think yeah, I think that's a good word. I, I think the anticipation is higher. That's what I'm looking for. Like there there is a like whereas before I'm kind of like well I'm not going to worry about it till the time's there, but now it's like now that I can see the wheels in motion, it's like okay now there's like a thing of like I'm gonna get to do this again, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm 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 ready. So you know, congrats on getting your second one. I'm I'm still looking for mine. Did you have any ill effects this time? I did not. I did have the apparently they said some people have increased appetites. I guess <laughs> that'll probably if I don't stop soon, that will end up being <laughs> an ill effect. But no, you know, no sickness or weakness or even really. The it's all right, man. Just just blame that on the COVID twenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. And Let's I have, you know, because that's a thing that happens to me anyway when my immune system kicks into hyperdrive. So I don't know if it was technically worse or. Well, that's fair. That's fair. That's always the thing I do. Like, I feel like I get the sniffles and then I just all of a sudden start mainlining food for a couple of days and sleeping. And sometimes that works if I'm able to do all that. Okay. Yeah, for me, like I said, I had no issues a couple weeks ago. I just, I got mine. It was fine. Didn't feel anything other than, you know, typical arm soreness that I get when I get any vaccine. But, like, that was it. 
And it's weird because other people I've seen just like, oh, man, I was knocked out or I was nauseous or whatever. Like, yeah, I didn't have nothing. So I'm hoping it's the same thing for the other one. But we'll see. But for now, let's uh, get in and talk about some pretty serious business today. And I'm going to start with just a thing here. Like, I, this is one of those ones that I feel like could make me the villain. <laughs> Not intentionally. Those decoy, these are always funny to consider decoy as the villain. Well, the thing is, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I get it. I know when I'm gonna be the villain, right? I know when I don't have the popular opinion. Like, I get that. This one, though, I, I'm just gonna say it bluntly: that we got too many people in our communities that overreact over the most worthless crap. I, I almost use another word, but <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the villain right here. Yeah, but <laughs> this is the villain. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Like, I'm going to use this week as an example where there was a report from Hasbro about like wizard sales making up some percentage of their overall profit, which one, that and alone shouldn't even be a surprise. Like, we know Magic has been doing well. Go talk to people and retailers who can't get enough of every product because it keeps selling out and whatever. Like, if you just were paying attention to the signals out there, we knew Magic was doing well. No surprise. But people want to make it like, well, if they're making this much money, why do they have to sell these things? Like, that's how they got to make that much money, numbskull. Like, you don't get to be yeah. a giant percentage of a international conglomerate's sales by not doing those things to make money. Like, that's literally how it happened. for any company is how much money would you like to make this quarter is more. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, I, yeah, it sucks. But, I mean, capitalist com companies do what they do like that's that's just it they're they're not the good guys or the bad guys they're just guys they're a business that's just how it works even when i had my store some people didn't like some of the decisions i made but you know what it allowed me to have a nice store pay for my employees and put some money in my pocket so i get it the other thing that came out of that is people were like well i don't know if this is true that caldheim was the best-selling winner set they've had and blah blah like well, we know they've been getting more and more people playing Magic. That's been the trend for the last, hell, I don't know, seven years. So, yeah, each seasonal set is probably going to be better than the last seasonal set. And it's a brand new plane with a theme that a lot of people are looking forward to. Yeah, so it's just like not a surprise. Again, we sort of know this is a thing. We say, hell, just go look on Melee. There's tournaments all day long, every day. Just like people are playing Magic, like even without being able to go to stores. All the Commander stuff sells out. Like, come on, like people are buying magic. Like that's, that's not even news. And then somewhere in the thing, it was like, well, Hasbro is considering making some number of NFTs from their different properties and blah, blah, blah. And I think they said because on like some, one of their West coast companies or whatever, probably going to handle it, which one, will it be wizard of the coast? I don't know, maybe, but they do have uh, some people down in California as well. I know so because when I was at Wizards, I worked or I didn't work with them. They were we shared time for some conferences. So I got to know a few of them that were down. there. I believe they're in like Burbank and somewhere else because they have like a uh, production studio that handles a lot of stuff related to their licenses and whatnot that are out there. So it wouldn't surprise me if that studio was probably the one doing the NFTs. But even then, people are like, ah, well, this is going to be the worst thing if Wizards does NFTs. And like, is it, though? Are you going to buy one? No. 
because they're gonna go for too much damn money right like i'm not gonna buy one you're not gonna buy one the listener anybody listening to this is likely not one of the people who are going to be buying one anyway so who gives a damn like yeah environmental impact blah 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 whatever but you know what every bit honestly i'm surprised you didn't hear about this a couple months ago like every big hell m&m's doing nfts Everybody, just anybody that's got something they can sell as an NFT is doing that joint. Yes. The dude who owns Twitter put the NFT up for the first tweet and got a couple mil. Why would you like, honestly, if you have the ability to and you have something people want, you're almost dumb to not do an NFT right now. Like you can literally increase your bottom line by a percentage point or more by just selling one file. Like, how are you going to convince a company not to do that? Like, to me, that's not even a story. Like, now, for people who don't know, one of the things that's been going around is there's been, you know, people who get memed up when they're like kids or teenagers, they have no ownership over that image or whatever, blah, 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 right? But they're kind of in the middle of a, like, take back movement as they're getting the rights to be able to produce NFTs of their image. So they're basically selling the NFT of that meme and putting it on the blockchain and they're getting like a half a million dollars for these the the uh the crazy girlfriend one like she showed hers and then just this past week i believe the the girl that's the disaster fire girl that's like looking crazy at the camera but you see the fire house burning in the nice. back yeah like she sold her four hundred eighty thousand. so if you don't think that a company is gonna do an nft because of some, I don't know, like moral communal obligation, you're just fooling yourself. Because that you you haven't given them a good reason not to do it. Like if I they would go, also say if you're trying to hold the moral high ground over wizards and you you out there cheating kids on the Pokemon cards, stop it. Yeah, we see yeah, you. <laughs> but I think it's even more than that, right? Like we know people pay dumb amounts of stuff for like some generic ugly looking plate that has a coca-cola painting on it Mm -hmm. right so why would not like if you are hasbro and you have the ability to sell somebody i don't know some computer file with the original stuff for monopoly there's going to be a rich ass monopoly collector out there that's going to want that and they will probably pay some i wouldn't be surprised they paid five ten million or more for it why would you not do that? Like, are you going to do like, like I said, to me, it's not even news, but the fact that people wanted to talk about this on Twitter, like, and you know what, this is what really upsets me. The fact that people will go to the mat to try to talk about for and against NFTs and try to defend this or whatever, or why wizards should and shouldn't be selling things if they're making this much money and whatever. But I'll be damned if when I'm like, you know what? I have this racist bullshit happening on Twitch and I can't even get somebody to send me a message back. And I hear crickets from these same people. (laughs) Right? Like that, like, so you care more about a company selling a damn file than you do about supposedly people you care about follow friends in your community that are being mistreated. Like, yeah, it's, it's wasted empty air bullshit is what it is. Let's just call it what it is. Because you know what? Two days pass and nobody gave a damn about it after that. Nobody's even mentioning it. So you're just, it's all fabricated crap. 
So every time you even participate in those threads or those tweet chains or whatever, like you're just contributing to nothing. And you're just firing people up for no reason at all. And if nothing else, distracting from other real issues we should be talking about. You know, when you got women on there talking about how they get harassed every time they're on, or they don't want to post anything because they know there's going to be backlash. Or hell, stuff I post where I've just been straight up attacked on YouTube comments for just being there. But you know what? Nobody wants to talk about that. But we'll be really upset that Wizards is going to, I don't know, sell more secret layers making money. Or Hasbro's going to make an NFT. Like, get off it with that. Like, you're just trying to turn a negative out of nothing. You're just trying to generate views or tweets. Like, nobody nobody really gives a damn. Like, and I'll tell you what, right now, the average person goes and picks up magic at Target, or they go to a local store and buy stuff, and they play kitchen table magic with their brothers, cousins, sisters, whatever. They play with their after-school group. Not a single one of them even knows that's news, and they don't care. They're going to go buy their magic tomorrow just like they would whether that report came out or not because it doesn't mean a damn thing. Doesn't affect their life one bit. Doesn't it's affect not gonna the, kill magic though. Doesn't doesn't affect their friends' life. It doesn't affect our lives. Literally doesn't. Like Hasbro's going to make some extra money. We're going to keep making the show. That's it. All right. I'm done. but you know what though man with that being said we do like to educate ourselves and keep learning things so what do you got this week brian all right we've talked about console launches and how yeah really only youtubers and content creators even need the thing at launch if you want to know when it's time to be hype about new consoles we are at the hype time Games that are actually worth something are starting to hit uh, both the Xbox and the PlayStation 5. As a matter oh, really? Because I got some good timing. My Xbox One yeah. just crapped out on me, so I might need to pick one up. I got, got some deals. I tell you, I don't have deals, <laughs> but, but I do have some, some games for you. At least. All right. What you and got? in a crazy situation, the best game on Xbox is made by Sony, if you can wrap your head around that one for a minute. Wait, what? Okay, so... They're putting Sony games on Xbox now? They're putting one on it. MLB The Show is on Xbox. And if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's also essentially free. Okay. All right. So second you get your uh, Xbox Series S, get Game Pass, which is a great deal. It's like Netflix for video games. Now, I got to ask, does MLB The Show still have like a story mode or whatever? Because I feel like the early one does. Okay. Then that makes it worth playing. And you can play two-way this year, like Shohei Otani, because you know he's oh, revolutionizing that's cool. games. So you can you can be a pitcher and a hitter at the same time. Okay. And like me, you're probably how in the world did they convince uh, Sony to put one of their best exclusive games on Microsoft? It turns out uh, apparently MLB stepped in and said, "Hey, we'd like to sell." more copies of this game <laughs> to more people, Sony, if you can make that happen. And Sony reluctantly like, all right, <laughs> if we have to. But you know what, though? That's probably still not a bad deal for Sony because I bet you they still get a portion of every sale. Yeah, they would have to, I would yeah. think. And I mean, and that's going to be more money they wouldn't get otherwise. Exactly, because there is no other baseball game that's worth even talking about playing on yeah. Xbox hadn't been for years. For sure. Although every time I turn it on, 
it is still weird to be sitting on my Xbox and watch the Sony San Diego logo come up. <laughs> Fair. And there's also a new cool game on PS5 called Returnal that I'm hearing. It's kind of, it's a it's a shooter, but it's also kind of shooter slash Groundhog Day. Why are you trapped in this weird time loop? Kind of. It looks looks incredible. I don't have a copy of it yet, but it looks beautiful. Everything I'm hearing is that yeah. This is your, if you want to show people why you paid this much money and waited in line or whatever you had to do to get a console, this game looks incredible. Okay. Apparently plays really well from what I'm hearing. So yeah, they're, they're starting, to, they're starting to come to life now. I might need to do a deep dive into their game library because I've gotten to the point on console that, you know, I've, I've mentioned on the show before, I've gotten to the point I kind of just don't play online games unless it's just like something like Madden or whatever. I can just ignore my opponent if I want to, yeah. you know, um, but I sort of am looking like maybe I look for another like party style game. Do I want to pick up like some type of puzzle game or something and like get a two or three of those and they probably make a justification for me to get because you know my Xbox One and basically became a, a fancy Roku at one point. But if it's still going to be able to do all that and then I'll play some new games, yeah, I'll probably upgrade and get one of the new systems. Sounds like the time is right. And availability doesn't there, I'm sure. The, the quad biggest... goes looking for Xboxes. Well, the biggest thing for me was that it looks like availability is becoming less of a problem than it was before. Yeah, I'm getting almost weekly email now from GameStop. But hey, if you don't have one of these, come on in. Yeah, so that that's the big difference for me. Is I, I wasn't going to go chase people down. I wasn't going to go wait in line. I'm not like responding to 20 messages. I'm not going to pay like 50% over the value. Like I'm just, I wasn't in a hurry. Wouldn't you know, going to shank or be shanked? Come yeah, exactly. On. But I, but you know, my, like I said, with my Xbox One finally going out after like eight years or whatever, I guess it's time time to get another one. I got my money's worth. But I have a fun story. Like, so I'm always looking for ways to make different content and do things that other people aren't necessarily doing. And one of those things was uh, I know the Internet loves cats and I own two cats. So I was thinking, what if I found a way to have my cats on camera during my streams? Because, you know, views and getting money. <laughs> Just being real about it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, if they want to be in the room while I'm streaming. I'm like, hey, if I can turn you into money, then let's do it. Let's make some money. But I, I wanted to get, uh, for those who don't know, Kalax shelves are the big shelves that are just made with a bunch of squares that you can get at Ikea. Literally the most popular shelf they have. It's the nerd shelf. It's the official shelf of nerds, pretty much. Because all the slots hold comfortably, like magic boxes, board games, you know, whatever. I have one even in my background. People have seen it on some of my videos. But I was looking for, they make a cat cube house thing that fits in one of those. So my thought was, I'm going to get one of those, put it on the bottom. I'll set up a cheap webcam because I have a spare one. And then when the cat's there, I can turn it on. And if people want to, I don't know, donate like 100 bits or something, which is like a dollar, we can feed the cat treats or something because that would be fun. And the cat would get fat and happy, and it'd be great. The cat's down with this plan. Yeah, of course. But then the problem was, because I like shopping at Ikea, I've been a couple times, and they keep, they've keep they just been sold out. Like, it's pandemic issues like everything else with COVID. But my wife found another solution, which are called cat caves. And they're basically these wool, I don't even have, mounds, <laughs> I guess I would describe them, <laughs> that... Have they're just hollow inside, and your cats can go inside and curl up. So effectively, the same thing I was looking for, just really nice. 
They're, and they're not the cheapest thing. They're going to cost you like 40 bucks or something, 40 to 50, depending on which ones, I think. But they're really nice, pretty high quality. They ship fairly flat, which is kind of surprising that once you pop them open, they don't collapse. But the cat loves it. So I'm like, cool. Now I just got to get them used to using the one in the bedroom and then we're in the money. But here's the kicker. The funniest thing is the company that makes them is actually called Meowfia, which nice. I think is one of those brilliant pet brand names. I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I'm already cooking up a Meowfia fan fiction in my head. Exactly. Right. Cause I'm nice going like, scratching post you got there. <laughs> Be ashamed of something. Happened to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that would be good. But yeah, it's just, it's just a cool thing. So, you know, if y'all decide to go, and I think you can get their stuff on Amazon too, but yeah, they're called cat caves by Meowfia. Just like it sounds, Meow F-I-A. And I would just say, if y'all do go order some, for those of you that are cat lovers, in your notes, just tell them, like, they should sponsor our show because we're sending business their way because these are cool. And I would love, I would, I would pimp the hell out of these. They are great. Come on, sending business their way. And, and I'm working on, you know, on Cat Mafia fan fiction. Exactly. Yeah, if they want some promotions written for their website, or something like Brian could hook you up like we can get some fun stories but anyway yeah I just thought that was kind of neat little thing to tell people about if you didn't know if you want something cool and cozy for your cat and it's neat because we've set one on the couch and he uses it in like the corner of the couch we have one down like I said in the cubicle put one in the bedroom and yeah he, he's so far he's he's digging it so our second cat's still adjusting to the world in the new house or whatever but our older dude like he, he loves the hell out of him so yeah definitely something to consider All right, so Strixhaven is here, and one of the things which the coast decided to do is a week of Strixhaven lectures. I guess to make it more like school themed. Because that's my favorite part of school is the lectures. Yeah, see, that's sort of. See, I'm glad I didn't feel I wasn't the only one that felt that way immediately because I saw the announcement, and my first thought was like, okay, cool. If we do these, like, I don't know, like, the, like if they were like neat convention panels then maybe right like we're going and we're seeing somebody build something or talking about like a really quirky part of the industry or whatever like okay but the topics weren't all that and it was a little weird that they chose some of the ones they did because and they were and they were all this week by the way so it started on monday the 26th and goes to friday the 30th but it was like the brief history of botanical necromancy like, okay. <laughs> like, and then there's some I do get for the Vorthos crowd, right? That part I get. If you're into the history of the set and you want to know more about the, the different schools and what, like, totally get that part. So, you know, the fact that they have, like, Witherbloom, home of druids and vampires, like, and you get to just hear more about the history, like, that part I get. I would totally keep all that. My problem, though, is it's kind of like, think about the, like, I don't know if you saw them, but... Game Nights put out these really cool videos talking about, you know, Silver Quill being, you know, the ones that are kind of like dressed up and serious, but also like the strategic whatevers. And, you know, like Lorehold being the people of like all about ancient history and teaching the lessons. And, you know, it was just like, you know, Prismari being all about colors and paintings and emotion and, you know, like, okay, cool. But that's not really I, I went back and watched part of the stuff on Monday from uh, Monday and Tuesday. 
And it just like it just didn't hit like that. Like now Fridays at least had somebody talking about cosplay and stuff and, you know, transforming yourself and all that like that. That makes sense. But like, why not have some type of musical performances or somebody for like Silver Quill would have been cool talking about like blades and duels or whatever and then doing like a demonstration or like i don't know like it's something you know what i mean like there could just been more like why why did you choose a thing where you're just gonna have people sit there for an hour and listen to somebody it's and they're almost all like 45 minutes talking and like 15 minutes q a like i it's just it's a it's a weird like i mean i get it i get what you're trying to do and that's cool i i, I commend the effort of trying to like create a thing to say, hey, these are like Zoom classes that are a thing. But like, everybody's already dealing with Zoom classes right now. Like if you're actually in school, high school, college, junior high, whatever, like this is just more of the same crap you have to do right now. Like why why was that the path we chose? And it's not even like you didn't know because we've been dealing with the pandemic for what, 14 months now, 15 months? Like we knew this was a thing. So like you had plenty you had at least six months where we could have decided conspiracy to go on there, just try to control you. I'm just saying, like, we could have been at least six months ago where we've been like, Yeah, you know, this idea we have where we're gonna have these lecture speakers, like we should either not do this or let's do something more, I don't know, celebratory and flashy or whatever, and make it worth it for people to come tune in. Cause here's and here's the worst part from what I saw, like I don't think any of the speakers were bad. Like, they seemed fine. But, like, I don't want to sit through just another hour-long thing of somebody just talking. Like, I'm just... And you're going to do this for five days? Twice a day? Like, ugh. You know what I mean? That's sort of how it felt. It was just like, ugh. And they're they're almost back-to-back. That's the thing. They're like, you, you watch one person for an hour, and then there's like a... 20 minute break or something. Then the next person comes on for an hour. And it's just like, I, why, why was I still this? remember my favorite biochem lecture from school. Oh wait, no, I really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was just like a weird choice. I don't understand. And like I said, I don't think any of the people they chose were bad. I don't. It's just the presentation and the setup was just a weird, cho- especially after you've done all this stuff to say like, here are the differences in the school and here's what makes them unique. And then we got these cool promo videos and it's just like thing after thing, after thing, And then you just like, you settle on just zoom conferences. Like we could have done somebody doing like a crazy over the top painting while a presentation's going on. And maybe they're like doing a cool rendition of a card in the background for like 45 minutes or whatever. And then you get that cool reveal while something's going on. Like that could have been neat. Like there's a bunch of things we could have done. I have like piles of, by the way, I have piles of ideas. Feel free to reach out to me. But like, if you, this is just one of those things where like just missed opportunities. So many ideas that could have been very good. Even like we have people in the, even in the magic community that like make jewelry and, and Kelfine Potter literally makes pottery out of stuff that could have easily been themed to one of these and talk about that. Right. Like there's just tons and tons of stuff we could have done. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I would blow the whole thing up. Because like I said, there is some good stuff about the set and the schools or whatever from the storytelling Vortho side. And I think that part of the community still needs a bone thrown to them, you know, because they don't get stuff all that often. So I'm good with that. Now, all that is to say, 
I did have a problem with the lecturers. Oh boy. You got oh, my villain again. No, this isn't even a villain. This is just one that's just like a for real fact. But this is, I believe there was like 12 speakers through all these panels. They had one person of color who happened to be a woman, so that's good. But that's it. And don't get me wrong, they did have a handful of women involved in this. And it wasn't even like the women were only involved in the creative side. Some of them were actually involved in like the information side. So at least from a gender perspective, they got that much right. All right. It wasn't just a bunch of dudes. So thumbs up for that. I got to give credit where it's due. But you had 12 shots. And you picked one. Right. Like, and here's the thing, like they've reached out recently and they've started working with more you know, like black writers, they've used more people of color that are artists for different things. Like we, we couldn't grab more of them. You know what I mean? Like it, there's zero reason that at least a third of your panel or panelist, I guess, couldn't have been people of color. I mean, four out of 12 would have been cool. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have complained about it. It'd been like, cool. You did your due diligence. You got some people. And it's not even like you have to go find people. You have people in the community. Hell, Joe Johnson, who actually does uh, I Hate Your Deck over on YouTube. He's an actor in Hollywood with actual credential. I guarantee you he would have worked with them to do something. Like, there are people in our community that you could have used. You didn't even have to go look for them. That's the disappointing part. Like I said, all that aside about as far as the information and the setup, whatever, like that's fine. There may be a lot of behind the scenes, logistical reasons they couldn't get certain things to happen or whatever. Because again, I'm giving a free pass to some things because of COVID and scheduling and whatever and people getting sick or whatever. That's fine. But as far as who you got to do it, you had control over that. Like that, that it's just, we just dropped the ball. And, it, and, it's, and it's a feel bad because Wizards has made steps. They have made strides. You know, hell, they've, they've even got a, a person of color that's a woman, you know, to be their whole, effectively the director of this whole initiative. So they're, they're taking the right steps. It's just when it came to something like this, it was just like, uh, here's another opportunity to put some people of color in front of everybody in the magic community. And we just like chose not to for whatever reason. Now, who knows? Maybe for the things they wanted, they just couldn't find somebody. And that may that may be true. I don't I don't think it's true, but maybe it is true. I don't know. Feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Send me a DM. I'll correct it on the next show. No problem. But I think they could have done better. I, I think it's totally reasonable to say that's because I I mean, I don't know, Brian, how hard do you think it would have been to get even three more presenters for some of these different categories that they had. I I, I know obviously there are you know logistical problems, but I'm sure people, especially for wizards and strict haven, I'm sure some people would have opened up time on their calendar for this. See, that's what I. It's that's a how huge I feel. opportunity for you know whoever gets to do this. Yeah, see, and that was exactly it too. I I think that's the other thing. It's. When we talk if you're about a magic that, content creator and wizards would like you to do something, I think most of us are going to figure out how to make that happen. True. But I think you bring up a good point. And, and I think when we talk about this stuff, the reason it's bothersome is it's about opportunity. 
you know, people say like, well, why should this person do this? Or why should companies be? It's because you can't change the narrative. You can't change the culture without some people getting an opportunity somewhere in there. And this was a simple thing where you had 12, I mean, I was going to say 12, a dozen people. Yeah. It's, it's 10 panels, but a couple of them had two people, but let's even say in 10 panels, right? Three is all weird. I'm not even saying it had to be predominantly people of color, but just three would have been cool. You know, like that, that's it. Like that's, I'm not asking for a lot. And I think that's the worst part is that you you reach a point, and I'm not even saying this is just Wizards. This is the game industry as a whole. And boy, do we have a story later about some stuff over at all Blizzard too. So don't think they're off the hook. But the game industry as a whole, there's these opportunities where you have stuff like this. And we're saying like, man, we would be happy to have just like two. Like that's where we're at. Like if, we, if you give us 20%, we'd be like, well, that's an upgrade. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's where we're at right now. When we get ten percent, we're like, well, I guess. But I mean, we know you could do better. You know, they expect of, nothing, and you cannot possibly be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's just where you're at, though, right? Like that's the worst part. And the frustrating thing is when you're, and maybe it's because we're on Black Twitter. I don't know, right? But hell, I don't even think it's that because I see other people I know that aren't black sharing some of these people and their ideas. So it's not even like you have to go look for them. And I'm not saying just black. I mean, they could be Middle Eastern. They could be Hispanic. They could be whatever. Like there's opportunities. Like these people are out there. But we're, we're just for whatever reason, we get opportunities like this and they're just not showcased. Because I get it. Sometimes you have just four slots. You have the people you work with. They are good for what they do. You're not going to replace them until something happens. You know, they move on, get another job, whatever, right? That I understand. Like, you would like for somebody to get a shot, but hey, you're not going to cost somebody else a job because you already have people that are good, you know? Like, that I get. But when you're doing a whole new thing, and you've got 10 slots, and you couldn't find room for more than one, it's a feel bad. Yeah. I mean, it just is. There's no way around that. Especially when you go on and you're going to listen to effectively predominantly white community talk about all these issues again or stories or whatever and it's just like okay i mean i guess it is what it is but not a lot we can do about it and sadly we're gonna roll into some other depressing news we just get to be the bearers of bad news today because the mr beast FNM, we'll call it the arena challenge for Strixhaven happened last weekend. We talked about that a little bit on the show. And it sounds like a lot of people played. A lot. I saw people on my Discord. I saw people, a couple people on Facebook mentioned it. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter talking about it. People sharing screenshots. So it's just like, okay. I mean, I honestly, I think that was worth, even if Wizards had to front the full 50K, which I doubt they did. But if they did. Right. And then maybe they did. Maybe it was they they're fronting all the prize money and they paid Mr. Beast probably 30 to 50k or something to participate. Who knows? But I guarantee you they got their money's worth out of it. Cuz there were a lot of people who I saw playing that don't play otherwise. And and it's a big deal. What I don't think people realize, you know, cuz people say, "Well, if they can get on and play for free, how is that good for them?" If you can get people to come back and re-engage with your product, that is worth a significant amount of future sales. No joke. Like in marketing, people pay good money just at like, as an example, 
I was trying to figure out how to change how we do advertising in the game industry at one point. And I really sat down and thought about it. And I said, okay, how many ads have I purchased or movie theater things or stuff in magazines or whatever, you know, little league teams I sponsored or whatever, though I sponsored a little league team just because it's just nice to do. But how many ways had I spent advertising dollars that one, I didn't even know how much it directly generated. And even when I did, what's the best case scenario out of all of those? And then I started thinking like, how much would I pay for somebody just to walk in my front door? Even if they didn't buy anything, like this person is at least now aware of what I do and what I have and changes I've made since they've last been in or whatever. And that has a value. And then if they're at least there, I get the opportunity to sell them something. Right? Somebody might have got back might... somebody might have got back on to play arena in this F and M thing, but they might be like, you know what? This was kind of fun. Maybe I should spend some money and pick up some gold to buy packs or whatever. Buy some Maybe gems. I like Aldheim, Viking Hills. Exactly. And that's what it's all about, right? It's that whole thing where, like, they give you those lost leaders to get you to go back into the casino and, like, well, we'll give you a free room if you want to come hang out for the weekend. Because they know As damn well. Who has been one of those lost leaders can't confirm. <laughs> yeah, because even if you don't go in the casino, you're going to go to a show. You're going to go eat at the Whoa. restaurants. Like you're going to go to the gift shop or whatever, right? Just letting you have that room, that $100 room for free is still going to be worth probably three, four, five hundred $500 worth of sales for them. Like they know you that. You might go to a murder mystery show, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So, so they know that, right? And this is kind of the same thing. You know, in my case, I actually started giving, uh, I sponsored some people just as part of the experiment and started giving them basically effectively tickets they could hand out whenever they're out and they just sign them. And if somebody came in, I would give them a dollar fifty store credit just for giving these tickets out. And the tickets were worth three dollars straight up store credit. People get whatever they want with it. Almost every person that came in spent significantly more than that three dollar ticket. And a bunch of them were buying 15, 20, 30 dollars worth of stuff. So because I gave away at cost something anywhere between like a dollar fifty and two twenty-five, depending on what they were buying, I made a sale that was 10 times that. Right. So that's what they're trying to do here. So them spending. Let's say they spent 50K on this promotion, maybe 75K, because I don't know, maybe Mr. Beast has a hefty price tag because he's got a huge reach. Even then, I would venture to guess they probably made more than 75K last weekend just from people hopping on. Probably even the publicity they got, you couldn't yeah, that's way more than because it's the sites that don't even talk about magic ever had that at the top of their page. Yep. And that's the other thing. It's the reach, right? Like you have people that even just in Mr. Beast orbit that he posts on his social media, on Twitter, on he sends a, a whatever you call the messages out on on YouTube or whatever to his whatever, 60 million, probably all told. Oh, yeah. He probably has like 70 to 80 million people in his orbit. Right. Just getting that exposure is humongous. And even if people didn't play the arena thing, there's going to be people who see it after. I've even had people come click on my videos about it. You know, a couple days later, some number of those people are going to be like, oh, well, if Mr. Beast is into this, why don't I check it out? Would you say possibly at least 15, 20,000 people learned what Magic the Gathering is for the first time last week? I think that's a reasonable number. I would say at least... Like, they may have heard of it, but probably truly engaged with it for the first time. Yes, that's probably true. And if even only, like, if you get 20,000 people and even just 10% decide they're going to play any amount more than that, that's still a significant number of just new players you have that are going to be spending money. 
So it's it's a it's worth it. It's a big promotion. I know people are like, why would Wizard do this? Why would Mr. Beast do this? Whatever. Like, why would any of these YouTube channels that randomly have three, four, five million people want to cut a promo for Raid Shadow Legends or whatever it is, right? Because apparently they sponsor everybody who has any real reach on YouTube. But can't kill for her. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean we've seen it, right? But it's because it puts money in their pocket and Raid Shadow Legends gets more people because they're being seen. Hell, I don't even play Raid, but you know what? I know Dan at this point, I know what Raid is, I know what some of the characters are called, I know what some of the weapons look like, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So I'm like, I'm kind of one step away from clicking the button to download it just to see on mobile, just because I'm like, eh, you know, maybe they just battered me into submission. But like they're probably going to get me to download it at some point when we're back in the real world. And I'm probably sitting at an airport for traveling. I might be like, you know, let me check out raid. I got like 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's probably how they're going to get me, but that's what you want these ads to do. It's not even about what happens that day. It's about what's coming down the road. So, yeah. So I hope it's good. I would love to see cross promotions with other, like I would love to, you know, cause I'll guarantee you the new day, Oh, they would. Oh, yeah, they would go nuts if they got to do a Magic the Gathering promo. Xavier Woods would blow that up on on up up down down. Right, like old Austin Creed, he'd be about it. Let me tell you. So yeah, G four is back as a YouTube yep. channel. He's a host over a on G four now. Yeah. By the way, that is awesome. That is like my well, not childhood, but let's say collegehood coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I think this is all good. I think this is the right place for them to be. I think this is the type of promotion Wizards needs to be doing. I know people are saying like, oh, well, they should spend more money on, on the content creators we have and whatever. But here's the thing. I do think they do need to support more content creators. I think they do need to give more money to that audience to keep them engaged. Keep like, there's a different type of money. I think the money that's spent on content creators should be spent in ways that help engage your existing community because that's who their audience is. Right, they're people that already play Magic, that are looking for decks, that are looking for product reviews, you know, whatever. Right, it's those people. But then, the new money that you're spending on the Mister Beasts of the world, or maybe like we said, the the New Day or whatever, is to get new people. Yeah, and that's different money, and that's different purposes. Like it's like a sporting franchise. Should you, you know, invest in the draft and try to if farms to try to create new players? Of course you should. But if LeBron James just shows up and says, Hey, I'd like to play with you guys for a couple of games, the answer is also yes. And Mr. Beast wanting to play magic is like LeBron James saying, Hey, can I play with you guys? The answer is yes. Always. Yeah. But that's gonna bring new eyes, right? Like, and that's why you do it. So yeah, so I know people were down on the promotion or whatever and like thinking it was silly and I don't even know who a Mr. Beast is and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, as much as people, and I, honestly, I'm pretty sure at least two people who posted that knew damn well who Mr. Beast is. They were just trying to make a statement that honestly just hey, made him sound you know. ignorant. <laughs> but here's there, the reality. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So even if you don't know who Mr. Beast or who, you know, XY content creator is, it's real easy. Quickly go check, like, what is he at? I don't know, 50 million subscribers? Oh, that yeah, you he's know gotta be near 60. At least 50 million people know who he is. <laughs> so, yes, you let them play with you. Yeah, and I'm the same way, right? When I see a celebrity's name that they're touting as like being a big, not just magic, but for anything, and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. I don't go post about it because I'm like, obviously, some other people know, 
Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's all that We're matters. Happy to see you here. When I go click on that person's name and it's like, oh, they've got 10 million followers on Twitter. Somebody knows who they are. You know, like not me, but hey, like it's it's worth it for somebody. So yeah, I think I think it's cool. Now, the bad news from this is you didn't get an email saying you won 25k, did you, Brian? I did not. I didn't either. And yeah, yeah, I gotta say, because you didn't give any money away. So yeah, nope. I'm sure I would have heard immediately if you had got twenty five thousand. Yep, no money being given away for the the Mr. Beast lottery. Sadly, I was gonna do my best Mr. Beast impersonation and give away some money, but didn't happen. Didn't happen. But you know, like I said, I'm not disappointed about it. I think the the whole promotion was good. And again, like I said, I know some people are upset saying Wizards shouldn't be spending this money this way or whatever, but. I think it's crazy. To me. I, I thought think I, I didn't have a soapbox. I do. Cause not just in terms of Mr. Beast. We need to, in the magic community, realize that when somebody that has never played your game before wants to play it, the answer should be yes. <laughs> we just need to internalize that. If somebody wants to play commander with their walking dead cards that you hate, the answer is still yes. <laughs> yeah. I would say the only thing is like, understand that, both of these things can exist, right? We can still spend money on promotion outside of Magic as well as still spending money on promotion inside of Magic. But we also have to be realist and say, our biggest Magic channel, I'm pretty sure right now, that does consistent Magic content that the community likes that we would support and share, is probably Tularean Community College. At like 600,000, I think. If Wizards goes out and gets anybody that's got like, let's even say just 2 million subscriber following. That's over three times as large as our largest magic content creator. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like you, they're going to spend a different amount of money on those people. Like there's nothing you can do about like, but the goal would be by doing that. In maybe another year or two's time, Tularean Community College is a million and a half subscribers. You know what I mean? And we're building up because we get enough people in our communities that all these different channels can be built up. Because like, hell, you know, I'm at like, I don't know, 11.7 or something, thousand, right? But if all more and more people are coming into the community, well, now I can get up to 20,000 faster and I can make more money from YouTube and whatever, right? Even at my size. So I should welcome Wizards spending that money as a content creator to bring new people in the fold. Now, yeah, like as long as we don't get completely ignored and completely shut out. But part of this, too, if we see the results bring more numbers in for us at some point, we have to kind of be like, well, it kind of sucks. I'm not getting involved in these promotions, but I see that I'm getting, you know, 10 and 15 percent increase month to month on viewership and, and followers and subscribers than I would normally and you I'm still kind of okay idea. with it. You came with your own idea on the spot where, hey, if I win $25,000, i will you know, g- give you X amount. And that was an opportunity you wouldn't have had had Mr. Beast not been here with somebody giving away $25,000. Oh, yeah. And that's part of it, too. You just got to be creative with what's coming through the pipe, right? Understand what's there and how you can use it. I think a part of the problem in the gaming community at large, and I won't even say just magic, but... Gaming community at large is we have too many people that want to do the same things or the basic things, and they don't want to think outside the box. They don't want to do content differently. Like, a matter of fact, I found this dude. Uh, 
I believe he goes by Jay Lethal. I believe that's his name on on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not the same guy, but I okay. But yeah, oh no no, Jay Villain. That's what he goes by. It's Jay Villain. Okay, I guess I go to her. Jay Lethal. No, Jay Lethal. <laughs> Jay Lethal is actually funny. I like that dude. But no, so it's Jay Villain, and he does this whole thing where he does like this really low radio voice, and he plays like some <laughs> slow music in the back or whatever, and that's how he does his magic videos, right? And at first it was kind of trippy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm digging it. I give this dude some props, like even though it's not my jam, and I don't necessarily want this every day. Like he's trying to do something different. And he's building up a little community. So, like, good on him. You know, it's like I said, when you come to mine, I treat it like we're sitting down having a conversation. The first thing you see is me engaging in talk. We're going to talk about what's in the video. Then at the end, we do a wrap-up. I do, like, a card spotlight so I can educate some people. You know, like, I'm bringing a different vibe than what other people do. Right? Everybody's got to have their... I saw that recently, uh, Legend VD, he opens up with, like, (laughs) classical music or whatever over his, like play of the game little recap thing before he goes into the deck of the video or whatever right so like you got to try something different and legend vd is a huge channel i want to say he's got like seventy thousand subscribers or something and he's still out here trying new things he started doing that like a month ago right so you got to do something to make yourself stand out still find your audience you know i'm not saying give you an edge but give you a reason like i've said it before find a reason somebody's going to come watch you Right. Over somebody else. Like have a thing. Somebody when somebody talks about you or your channel, you want there to be something they can talk about. Which, OK, since we got into this little aside, but I got to tell you something. I don't know if you saw I posted this the other day, but I had the funniest YouTube comment somebody could have posted. It was, man, this sort of feels like watching my uncle play spades, but with magic cards. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'm here for it. And I was like. That's cool. Like if somebody asked me, like if I was insulted, I'm like, no, that's a compliment. That's saying they're comfortable and they want to come back. Right. Like that's exactly the vibe I'm going for. Now, I will admit I ordered a flat cap this week. It'll be here tomorrow. (laughs) And there might be some Uncle Dragon videos coming soon. Yeah. (laughs) The first time somebody calls you uncle, it is, you know, it's different. Yep. What's up, (laughs) Uncle? Cause they happened to be, they happened to be at a comedy club one night. Somebody said, "Hey, this comedian right here, I consider like my uncle." Then I looked around, like Jesus Christ, I am ten years <laughs> older minimum than everybody else here. And it, it had to, we're all just sitting around. It hadn't occurred to me until that moment. I know I'm one of the older, consistent content creators right now, so that's cool. That doesn't bother me one bit. I just started thinking, how funny would it be for me to get one of them? Them old because you know all the old black dudes gotta wear them little flat caps, right? Right. So, so I'm gonna get me one of them flat caps. I'm gonna get a pair of them, the uh, you know, the medical sunglasses they put on, the big <laughs> ones that go around this yeah. thing, right? And <laughs> and just do a whole video of just like, what's up, young bloods? Right. We're gonna, be, we're gonna you know, we're gonna be talking about oh, that opponent, that, that dude, man. He don't even know. He ain't going to trick me. I've been doing this since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. This dude ain't got nothing. Right? You know, like, I ain't like, new to the game. I'm true to the game. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Like, I told people I can't stream like that because I can't keep a straight face for like three hours. Like, not going to happen. But I could do enough to like get a video's worth of footage together and put that up. So there, I'm not, I'm just saying I'm working on the idea, the concept of some Uncle Dragon videos. So, I, I, I'm embarrassed at how much of that I say unironically. Oh, dude, I do too. That's the thing I already do. But like, I'm just gonna put this out here. If you do graphics 
feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or on Discord because I might need like an intro graphic <laughs> for whenever I decide to do these videos. I don't know how far away they are, but I would like an intro graphic for that. So I will be willing to pay for it. If you if you need some money, COVID hit you hard or whatever, hit me up. I, I might have something for you. All right, so there's another secret layer. This time it is secret layer basic lands. I'm trying to remember the name they gave this thing. Uh, I can't even remember. I had it tagged earlier, but oh no, it's a, it's just the full text lands. I believe is what they're calling it. And then they have a voracious reader bundle that comes with a lot. But this is a set of five basic lands that Wizards of the Coast. Basically, there was a meme, if you want to call it that, before we were really excited about calling everything a meme. But somebody had made a magic card and basically put all the text, like if you put all the actual text of what a card is and how it operates on a card, it would take up the entire card, right? So they made these things and basically it's what it is. It says like island or planes or whatever at the top. And then it's just a whole bunch of text explaining how the card would work. All the way down to like, this is the type and this is the super type. And then while it's on the battlefield, it's a permanent. And because it's a planes or whatever, it permanently has the a mana ability and blah, 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 right? All this stuff. So just being silly about it, right? But then Wizards decided they're going to take this thing and turn it into a real card. So now you can buy a set of five of these for $29.99. I believe, yeah, because they come in regular and foil, if you get your choice. And then they have the Voracious Reader bundle that you can get 10 of them and get an actually, I think it's like, what is it, a 20% discount or so? Because they're like $239 as opposed to being like $299. If you bought them, so like that's cool. And people were mad about this. Again, kind of what we started out at the top of the show, talking about people just trying to be mad over nothing. What are you even mad at with these? Like they people doing the Tucker Carlson, basically. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even understand. Okay, so one, this should be the ideal secret layer, right? Nobody needs more basics. Unless you just want flashy, weird ones or whatever. And we have right. like 40 different varieties to pick from. But maybe you want this one. Right? Maybe you think the internet meme is funny. You want to have it. Cool. Wizards also took a thing that the community created and turned it into a real thing you could purchase. That should be what you want. The creators of a game engaging with the community and then creating the things that you are out there wanting to see and do. Right? And they didn't it's supposed to be the way it works. Yeah, and it didn't upcharge for it or anything. Like they even thought ahead of time. It's like, well, it's a basic land, so people might want eight or ten of each of them, so they can actually fill out a deck or whatever. So like they made that available. If you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. It literally doesn't do anything. But this is but here's the thing: like, this is the type of thing that when people say, like, well, them having secret layers takes money out of the retailer's pockets or whatever, the truth is. This shouldn't be available to a regular retail order because the average store... Now, granted, even if I had my store, would I like to have access to it? Yes, a lot of stores would like to have access to it because they know their money and they know their sales and their customers and they would do it right. However, there are a lot of people who would get these and they'd probably end up just on sale somewhere because the retail... They'd probably lose money on it because they wouldn't know their market. They would order too many or whatever. Wizards would pay a bunch of extra shipping to ship it around the country to different distributors and blah, blah. There'd just be all this stuff, right? 
And nobody knows how many they're going to sell, especially seeing the reaction from the community. Like some people hated it. Some people loved it. Some people were saying like, this is the dumbest thing. You don't even have artwork on the lands and blah, blah. So it's like, so what? Yeah, Again, as a retailer, this is pretty much not a risk you can take. And just your average mom and pop, you know, card store. Yeah, like I would do it, but I'd probably order like 10. And if we sold them, cool. If we didn't, cool. I'd use them for giveaways or prizes and I'd find some other creative way to get rid of them. But a lot of people don't have that kind of time. They're not staffed to deal with that or whatever. Like a lot of them are just one or two person operations. They're on a shoestring budget. They don't need to have products they're going to be gambling on. This is one of them. But this is also the type of product we should be wanting them to make for secret layers. A product that nobody needs. You don't have like crazy new artwork that you have to chase down. If you're a fan of the artist or whatever. These aren't reskins of old cards with like new images. These aren't new unique cards that upset people. So we don't have another walking dead situation. Like, I don't honestly don't even know what to be mad at at these. I don't. I literally, when I saw people complaining, I was like, oh, well, they must have done something crazy with basic lands or something or whatever. And I went and looked and I was like, no, this, they literally, this is fine. Like, what, what? Literally, like, honestly, to the point that people griping about these, I'm tempted to just block them. Because I'm just like, what do you like? You just you just want to be mad. Like that's seriously what it feels like. Because this is a fine product. Now, like I decided, am I going to own any? I don't know. Like I thought about possibly I would get the Voracious Reader bundle just because because I feel like it might have some long term value because it could be one of the more underbought secret layers. So you know, I'm willing to gamble on the future and my my ability to speculate, but. Do I want it to play with it? No. I actually like the... Uh, one of the ones I really like are the foil lands from the Ravnica bundles or whatever that had the little like filigree or whatever at the bottom. So I kind of like those. That'd probably, If I were to use weird lands, it'd probably be those. But uh, I think this is fine. Like, are you offended by this, Brian? Like, do you, would you... Like, am I missing something that people are complaining about? Uh I, I got nothing. I mean, it's a, you know, of course, I'm, you know, a hat comedian to gauge. I'm all about memes. <laughs> I can buy a meme from you. Where do I sign? But yeah, I don't, I think you've already refuted the point about, hey, it's going to hurt collectors, or not collectors, but, you know, retailers. And yes, you're saying, no, most retailers probably aren't going to be able to afford to even gamble on these. Yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. I would also say, because you know, we, we keep hearing, you know, this conspiracy theory that Wizards wants to end paper magic. No, Wizards has clearly tried to figure out exactly how much money you are willing to pay for magic cards. This is not a decision they would make if they want to stop printing paper magic cards. For real. And, I, and here's another true fact that people that aren't in the know just don't know. But there are a lot of people in collectible communities right now that are looking to spend money on rare items. Full man, full stop. Like it doesn't matter and I'm talking like it doesn't matter if it's comic books, sports cards, yeah, whatever. Like Pokemon stuff, like people are looking to spend money right now. Like card you, shops or I, I went that well yeah, I ended up having to go in because there was something I needed for a video and I, I was that comfortable how many people cuz I figured like okay, who's Go into a baseball card shop right now. Everyone and their grandmother is the correct answer. <laughs> Dude, okay, no lie. Go to your Target or or Walmart or whatever lately. 
there are signs that they like if you're lucky it's one to three per customer for each of those products on the wall right and i and one of my targets locally they said they don't even put anything on the shelf anymore they just say if you want any of these like between 8 a.m and noon on a friday we will sell these or whatever and they just queue people up and you tell them what you want or whatever until they're out that's how much people are coming for collectibles right now of all kinds I'm talking about just flabbergasted. all types of sports cards. Like I said, all types of comic stuff, magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. Like, I, it's crazy right now. And I don't know if it's just a bunch of the nerds. We had, we all had stimmy money, right? Because the despair that we didn't need. But this has been going on for about nine months now. And it's not stopping anytime soon. It's mind blowing to me. I'm talking about they were coming off in that card shop, you know, like, I mean, like they're giving money away or something. It was unreal to me. I had heard people talking about it. I had to see it to believe it. So, yeah, all collectibles. And I've experienced it firsthand doing a NBA Top Shot. People are all about collectibles right now. It's, yep. it's insane. So, again, I don't, you know, if Wizards wants to make more of these. They want to make some NFTs, whatever. Like, people are spending money on it right now. I can't fault them for doing it. I can't. If you ever told me anybody would wait in a, what's essentially a digital line for three or four hours to buy a card that technically exists only on the blockchain, I'd have said you've lost it. <laughs> and then I would be doing it. Like, no, you got your mind. This would not happen. Yep. And the other thing, too. It happens twice a week. <laughs> let, let me say this about the full text lands, too, is that. The window of time where they get released is actually pretty good too. It's in August, so it's kind of like between seasons. You've already have, will have already bought the D and D set stuff in July. You're not going to really buy any other real Magic stuff till probably like October ish. There might be something small in there, like some secondary set or something. You know, that's not one of the core four standard releases or whatever, but. You know, it's basically in a window of time where if you play standard, you don't necessarily need any of the other stuff that may be releasing. So maybe you do want to pick that up. Treat yourself a little bit. You know, I don't know. But like I said, I think overall it's a cool product. Again, it may not be for me or you or whatever. We're not excited about it. But like, I don't care that it exists. If some people want it and they're going to make money on it and I don't know, it helps them fund other crazy things. Great. I say, let's do it. But. I think we have another topic that's uh, a little more problematic. All right, Brian, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because this broke just as we were, I guess, starting to prepare for the show today. Yeah, uh, as, as I'm sure you've heard by now, it's been a big thing in the Overwatch community that I, I think what five years in. Overwatch has 30-some-odd characters and zero black women. We got a hamster before we got a black woman. And it's crazy because there's, like, new characters in that game, it feels like, every four or five months. Yeah. It, it, again, there's a 30 of them, and we got robots. We got hamsters. You, you Almost you name it. And, and again, we've got you know, people from various other ethnic, ethnic groups, but... For some reason, they just forgot black women exist. One of the robots is designed by a black girl. I think they thought that counted, probably. But now they've released 
an MMA styled skin with cornrows. So yes, cornrows got into the game before an actual black woman got into the game. And you can imagine how black nerd Twitter and social media is feeling about that right now. Man, okay, I gotta tell you, I went and looked up the image. Like I here Man, I got problems with it. Okay, so my first <laughs> my first is why we tried to do the play on name because the character's name is May. And I guess yeah. they tried to do M.M. May to turn her into a fighter-looking character. So, And to be yeah. fair, several women fighters do their hair kind of up in cornrows or whatever because it makes sense why you're fighting or whatever, right? Like, I get it. But they're not even, like, good-looking cornrows. Like, whoever designed those, they just look like... I don't want to say, like, lumps on her head, but it's just, like, it just it doesn't look good. And I will say, corn cornrows, like uh, you know, and dreads. These are video games were notorious for making these look bad. Every year in Madden, oh, people sure. talk about this. How terrible all the players that have dreads or cornrows. How terrible their hair looks. Gaming companies have had a problem with making those look right for what seems like forever. But yeah, the fact that they decided to to do this hairstyle, knowing it's not like we just now pointed this out. This has been a topic of debate in Overwatch for since the game came out, especially every time they add a new character. Hey, black woman, is that being considered? We also found out that apparently one of the characters, Ash, in one of her original sketches was black, then for reasons got changed to a white woman with with the storm, you know, white hair. Which is weird. Yeah, it's just like, if you know you got a problem, by that point, they clearly knew they had a problem. Why would you change it? And here's here's my issue, is that I even with the look, I can get beyond all that. Because again, you're doing the MMA thing. It's kind of funny, whatever. Like, MMA women fighters do their hair in cornrows. Just, you know, harder to grab hair and all that, whatever. But the fact that you know that not having a black woman in the game is a huge factor right now. It comes up every time. Like you're saying, when you release a new character, put a new skin, there's always going to be a discussion. And then you decide to go with that as your model of what you're putting out, even though you didn't put out a new black character. Cause in so many ways, like they, 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 they seem like they're trying to be inclusive. I mean, there are numerous Asian characters. You know, there, there are multiple gay characters. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah they, they, they are doing so much. And then there's just that one huge, you know, hole in the roster where, like, as, as we say all the time, they put a hamster in a battle becky in before they put a black woman in. It just, they thought we wouldn't notice. <laughs> Honestly, like, the, the cornrows thing just feels like a lack of awareness. I don't think... Yeah. It would be as bad if you had a black woman already in the game after people have asked for it for three years or whatever. And then that happened and be like, okay, I get it. It's an MMA skin. Yeah, okay. Kind of fits the look, whatever. I don't think people would have cared as much. Now they're just catching hell because it's like, okay, so now you're just putting these popular black hairstyles on other characters instead of making another black character. Right? That I think that's the issue people are gonna have with it. And yeah, I don't know. And you were telling me something even worse that they said they're going to make a black female character, right? Yeah, it's going to be. They've already shown her she's going to be in Overwatch Two. The problem being, like so many video games, Overwatch Two has been delayed for 
I, at this point, it almost indefinitely. We don't know exactly when it's coming out. You know, it's, it's See, the new Half-Life. And here's the thing for me, like, just from a PR standpoint, if you'd have released that character back in February during Black History Month, you get an easy PR win. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you could even do amounts of like, hey, people have been asking us for a while. We know we screwed up. We figured this is the best time to release it. Here's a new permanent character to our roster. Boom. You already did all the and work then, and made the skins. It's, it's going to be in the future version. So why not just put it yeah. in this one? Make a new character. So for Overwatch out. 2, we could give her multiple new skins. I'm sure there'll be some new abilities. You know, yeah. I, mean, we can... I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, it, it just... It just Reeks of a lack of awareness and laziness is all that is. That's the thing that makes it Make, frustrating. Making it worse, Activision Blizzard was recently asked, you know, would you would you add some form of what the NFL calls the Rooney Rule? I did a video about this where if you have a if you have a job that comes open, you're just we just ask you to interview a minority. You're not required to hire anyone. But at least give, you know, one legitimate interview to a minority. Multiple companies in gaming and throughout the world, including Chase Bank, has committed to, to this to do this for their jobs. And Blizzard, while claiming, you know, that they're that they're doing all the diversity, says, no, nah, we just feel that restrict our hiring practices too much. But we care about diversity, we swear. Yeah, and for people that don't know, the Rooney Rule was a big thing in the NFL because you had something, some ridiculous number, like 80% of the the player base or the, the players were black, but you had like a black coach at any given time. You know, so the way to remedy that is they said, okay, from then on, every time you have a higher level coaching job open, and that's usually like offensive, defensive coordinator and head coach you have to interview at least one black candidate. Like now, if you don't hire them, you don't hire them, but you at least get them in the room so they could get the opportunity to show you what they know or not, or how they fit or whatever. And as it turns out, we ended up getting a lot of quality black coaches out of the deal. Several of them that are, you know, playoff and super bowl level coaching yeah. coaches. So it's not like, Oh, well, we gave them these jobs to make ourselves look good. Like, no, they actually know their crap. But the guy that designed the Kansas City Chiefs offense is a brother. He unfortunately yeah. still haven't been able to get a head coaching job. That's a whole other story. But it's one of those things, all right? And this even goes back to where you got, uh, what's his name? The coach of the Panthers who just got over like the cancer last year, whatever, Hispanic coach. Yeah. Like Ron you know, Rivera. Yep. Yeah, Rivera. Like he got an opportunity because of that, right? So there's a lot of these guys and a lot of players who make good coaches that weren't even getting a shot. And you were kind of coming down from these like, what would they call the coaching trees that, you know, just like, well, you, you trained under this other coach or you were an assistant for this other guy. We're just going to give you a job over here. And you'd have college these other... coaches. We're yeah, jumping oh, yeah. the line ahead of qualified Tons of college coaches. coordinators. Yeah. And you have these people going like, look, I've been in the league for 15, 20 years. Like I've, I've been a position coach, you know, a lines coach or whatever, a quarterbacks coach for this long. Like I've created this type of offense. I've done this thing. And like, they still weren't getting opportunities. And over the last 10, 15 years since this rule's been effect for, you know, I guess almost 20 years now, huh? It's been a while. But, like, yeah. now it's becoming a norm to start seeing when they name a head coach. Like, oh, there's another coach of color. That's pretty cool. You know, not something that you'd get before. And I would say a good chunk of them are even ex-players. Yeah. So they're coming in with the knowledge already of not just the sport, 
but also the things around it that some of their players might be dealing with. And I think that's the exactly. thing we're missing in the game industry, right? When you don't give people these opportunities, you're not just missing their skill, but you're missing their ability to relate to part of your customer base or even your employee or your player base, you know, because you're not putting them in the proper positions to affect things, to bring in those perspectives, right? That's what you're missing. So, so it sucks to just have a company that say like, nah, we're not even interested. And conversely, you know, for as much as we give wizards crap about things, they did at least say, Hey, we're going to at least make sure the person that's in charge of our efforts to correct this is a person of color. And they went out and doubled down and got a woman of color. <laughs> so at least they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. And again, so, somebody that came from Facebook doing the same job. So she's no one could question her qualification. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm for it. So you know, it's yeah, just and crazy after to see all that. This from happened, I, I got a press release from Blizzard talking about their diversity initiatives, and my eyes just rolled all the way to the back of my head. Like, give me just Oh, they idea. sent that out today. No, uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. They said okay, the thing okay. talking about diversity initiatives, you know, and it came and just <laughs> gotcha. I thought that came out today. Year. I'd have been like, damn, that that was bad. No, time. that was I think a couple of weeks ago <laughs> after, I mean, after they had just said, no, we don't want to adopt the Rooney rule, but we're diverse. We swear. Well, I feel bad for whoever had to write that push release because they had to know. <laughs> just... We're already a bit into overtime, but this kind of rolls into a little bit of something when we're talking about the uh just dealing with plcs in the game industry you know we i've been seeing a lot of people recently and it feels like it's kicked up i don't know sometime over the last three weeks where there's been a lot of groups and companies and stuff saying oh well we're wanting to have more efforts to include people of color we're looking to work looking for opportunities to work with more people of color you know and at some point, I looked at some of them kind of just like, well, why don't you just do it? Right? Like, there's nothing stop like anybody in the magic community that's like, hey, I'm looking for people of color to work with. Like, we literally have a podcast called Color of Magic. <laughs> with guests and things. Yeah, you can come be on the show. Like, we can come do your thing. You want Brian to write something for you? You want me to I like cover something on a YouTube video. Like we have opportunities. Like there's nothing stopping you. Like you're looking for people on, on Twitch, like JRR2 streams a couple of nights a week. Nessa's a Hispanic woman. If you want to want to work with her, like she's been on the show. Like there's all people. of our DMs are open. Yeah. There's people out there. Hell, even on YouTube, there's people like Thyric six out there making stuff. Even if you don't want to work with me, like there's other people. Hell, the dude's over at one more mana. Like, right? There, there's there's opportunity. And so it's we weird. just between the two of us probably named 10 people. Each of these people probably know 10 more people. Oh, yeah. And I get it if you're saying, like, okay, we want to work with a person of color. Here's the project we have. We need some no names of people you think will fit this. Right? Like, because then you're saying, okay, I have a specific thing I want, but I want it to be a person of color. Community, give me some suggestions that fit, right? Get it. Crowdsource it. No problem. But when you just put out there that like, no, oh, we're looking to work with people of color or whatever, like it's almost like a hollow thing to make yourself sound good. Because you can just go for it, right? You, you can flip the yeah. switch and go get people whenever you want. 
but you're not. You're out here just telling us you want to do it. To what we end? I don't like, know. Hey, we would we have black friends. We swear we do. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? That's how it comes off. And it's just like, there's people. And at first my thought was, okay, maybe it's because we're just stuck in black Twitter, right? And we see other black creators or whatever. But then it's like, no, because I see a lot of non-black people commenting and retweeting and sharing people's Facebook and Twitter stuff. So that's not it. Like, it's not like, okay, I get it. A lot of us don't have large platforms because some of us are just now getting traction in the communities or whatever. But it's like, no, that's not totally it either. Because we have some people that are doing a damn good job killing it and have 10, 20, 30,000 subscribers or followers or whatever. So, like, even that's not it. We have some people that are partnered on Twitch. So, if you wanted to, you can even just go talk to Twitch and just be like, hey, do you have any partners that play these games regularly? We want to work with them for some projects. And they would probably get that information for, or Facebook or whoever, YouTube. They could probably do that for you. Yeah. By the way, if you're partnered on Twitch, you are quite literally the one percent because that's yeah. roughly how many people qualify. So yeah, at that point, Twitch has has vetted this content creator. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, right? Like, so that's what makes these statements look so bad. So if, like I said, if you had come with a plan and you're saying like, "Hey, here's what I want," help me find the person, right? Because you're saying, I need it to be a person of color, or I want it to be for these reasons. Cool. Help me get the right person. Because that's a different statement than just, we want to do this thing. Or we we have aspirations to do this. Or we, we're looking for more opportunities to do blah, blah. Like, okay, great. But what are you doing to make that happen? What what are you opening? What are you offering? What positions are there? What that's projects do you have? Oh, that's weird. Like, stretch. I don't know. Like, over here, I got... My Google Home wanting to chat in on something. Like, apparently, Google's got opinions. But that's right. That's that's my issue with all this, right? And I'm sure you've seen it too. Like, but it's just like it's oh. weird to see people say that all the time. And like, like I said, I get it. If you say like, I maybe you are in just some social circles, and because it's possible in the game industry where you just don't interact with a lot of black people. Or hell, non-white people for that matter. And at that point, boy, you you need to hire somebody. If you yeah, exactly. if you major corporation and you have no black friends, it's time to hire a diversity director. That's for all the people on in my comments on YouTube as why that's a position. That's why it's a position. Because multi-billion dollar corporations are out here on social media saying, hey. We basically don't know any people of color. Help us out. Which is nuts to me because, like I said, they're out there. It's easy. I know I make myself readily available. If you have, you know, employees of color, and if you don't, that's a whole other <laughs> topic. But if, if you do, you get, hey, who do you like to watch? Or, or who do you follow on social media? Yeah, start there. That's a good suggestion. Or, like I said, at least come with a plan. Say, okay, not that we plan to work with people of color or we're looking for opportunities for black. Like, no, just say, look, here's what we want to do. Here's why we want people of color. Help us find the right person. That's it. It's literally that simple. And I guarantee you, people will fill your Twitter thread up with suggestions. You post that up, 
you will have 50 suggestions probably within three hours or less. Hell, matter of fact, who was it? It was Jimmy Wong posted something the other day because he posted this weird cryptic tweet of like, I, I have an opportunity that could really help somebody be something big coming up. I can't talk about it, but give me your suggestions for content creators that you think deserve more attention. And that thing had, I don't know, 700 responses probably within four hours. And some of them had two or three suggestions in their tweets or whatever. So he probably had, I would guess, I mean, there were obviously repeats, you know, but he probably had at least 400 different people to pick from. And I would say a good chunk of those from what I saw were people of color. So it's not like, but again, he said, I have this thing, right? I need it to be a person of color. Or he didn't say it needed to be a person of color. He said, I had this thing. Can't talk about it. It's just going to be a big opportunity. Give me some names. And even the community themselves were recommending a lot of people of color. You know why? Because those tend to be a lot of the people that don't get the opportunity. Right. They they don't get the FaceTime. They don't get invited to a lot of the things. Hell, I have to admit, like I there's been a couple of times where I'm just like, how come I don't get invited to a lot of these other things that are going on? Right? You You're see all too these content. Well, I'm just saying, you see a lot of content creators get invited. You see a lot of these online tournaments doing invite only things, wherever. But how many times do you get invited to those things? I've been I've been invited once to one that was run by the Black Splash. Yeah. Which is JD Greenwich, who was run by a black guy. And then I just I got have in- done uh, a couple mm-hmm. of uh, commanders with uh, Andy Hull. Yeah, I've I've done some people's podcasts and and Twitch shows, but I got invited to one recently. But it was a historic event. And I have been playing historic, so credit that. And that was something I believe Charizard James and Jim Davis were putting on. Outside of that, I've got no invites. You know now. I'm cool being on people's shows and where I, I'm totally good with that. And some of those are people becoming friends during the pandemic. And that's cool. Nothing wrong with that at all. But it's when you see these large swaths of content creators getting invited and you're like, okay, so you invited one person of color and a few women and that's it. Like, all right. Cool. And then if we say something, it's like, oh, well, you just want, you know, the, the new magic set or a PlayStation or whatever. You just want it because you're black. No, that's not what... No, I don't even care if it's me. <laughs> that's that's the thing I want to be clear about. Like, am yeah. I a little, like, butthurt that I'm not invited? Like, yeah, sure. But I don't even care that it's me. Like... We pick, speak up when we see the line of where, like, apparently you couldn't find anyone. <laughs> yeah. Know? You go, just go didn't pick, know anybody. Pick one of these other people. I don't care. But I'm just saying, like, that's it what I feel compelled to say. Hey, yeah, I've been covering gaming since the 1990s. So you know, if you need anyone with experience writing, podcasting, yep. YouTube, etc., yeah, hey, we're here. And and my issue is this: like, for me particularly, I can say it's not. When I look at a lineup, you can't tell me that it's because well, this person has more experience. This person has a bigger audience. This person, like, because. That's not true. Right. Like, because I've looked and been like, how did all these people get picked? 
But I know of a bunch of other quality creators that I know damn well would participate in a heartbeat. Not only that, they would stream it. They would do YouTube videos. They do whatever. Like you get way more reach out of using other people, but you either didn't go look for them or just chose not to include them. I've covered multiple E3s, consumer electronics shows. And these aren't, I want to also say too, like these aren't people you even have to look for. Some of these, again, are people that are pretty big on Twitter. They have sizable YouTube channels. They've been nominated for things or whatever. And you're still choosing not to invite them. Like, it's just it's just a bad look. You know, at the end of the thing, that's part of the problem. And I'm not even saying I think the people themselves doing the invites are saying, like, you know, I want to do the community thing or whatever. Like, you're not bad people. I just think they're being lazy. And unfortunately, the laziness leads to a lack of exposure and a lack of opportunity for some of the people of color. Or, you know, they've done it and then they see the explosion of negative comments in their DMs. (laughs) Yeah. But my thing is, if you're doing an event and you're inviting, I don't know, let's say 32 people. And you have three people of color and four women. It's like, well, okay. You, how much of an effort did you really make? You know what I mean? And I'll be this, like, I'll say this. There's a bunch of decent women magic players out there. And a lot of them have larger followings and larger stream audiences than a lot of the dudes that get invited to some of these things. Like, let's be real about it. Like, I remember at one point I went and looked on Twitter and it was something like, Six, uh, I think it was like six out of eight or six out of nine of the top streamers at that time were women that were on. And it wasn't like they had small audience. They had two, three, four hundred people watching them. So to just think they're like, oh, well, you know, well, these people have bigger audiences. Like, that's not true either. Like, there's a lot out there that that draw strong. So, So honestly, I think these creators are doing themselves or the organizers are doing themselves a a disservice and missing an opportunity that could also help those events grow by bringing in these audiences for some of these other people. But again, and I apply this when I say POCs, you're looking for work with people, color, whatever, like you can just insert any marginalized group into that because we still have, especially in the gaming industry at large, Still a largely predominantly white male representation. And there's, and I'm not saying, and again, I don't want, when people hear this, I don't want white dudes out there to just get like defensive. Like we're not out to get you. We don't want you to not have things. Like, it's just like, hey, how come you're not looking at other people when they are making up a reasonable percentage of the community? When they are putting in the work, when they are bringing the audiences. Like, I don't even think people know. Like, I regularly JRR2 streaming to 200 plus people now. Like, and that's a real number over on Twitch. And by, by the way, didn't JR reach a actual number one on Arena, like the, the top player? Yeah, a couple of times. And I, and I at least saw he got invited to, and I think it was an F2K event that was like three months ago or something. So he's at least got some recognition now. <laughs> so that's a thing. But again, you would figure number one, it's been okay, really. 
Yeah. You, you should have to look for her. Look at the top of the leaderboard. He's up there. My my thing is this. If you just really went, okay, well, we're going to invite the top X streamers or top X YouTubers or whatever, and that's how you made your decision, cool. At least we could say, all right, you use that metric or whatever. But even within that metric, there's going to be several people of color and several women in those groups that you... It would change the look of your communities. It would be. It would change the look of your invite list. I'd put money on it. That's all I'm saying. Like it just. It's a bad look when you say you're out here looking for opportunities to work with people of color. When it's like you don't. You're not even presenting a plan or an idea or whatever or a purpose. It just comes through hollow. Like it's the same way with our show, right? We could say we care about non-binary people and we care about women's issues or whatever but if we don't bring them up and we don't talk about them or we don't occasionally interview them or we don't support their projects or whatever then like it's all hollow nonsense like we have the ability we have the platform we got to put that opportunity out there and really like do our part you know and like that's that's part of the issue but all right brian we're way over time so why don't you go and tell people (laughs) where they can find you on social media all right i am dl caesar on youtube twitter instagram our family channel on youtube is alan's ever after and as always you can find me at power dragon p-o-w-r-d-r-a-g-n on just about everything But you can find YouTube videos every day of the week, and you can catch me streaming pretty much every day between Facebook Gaming and Twitch. But come give me a follow on Twitter if you just want some fun shower thoughts. And as always, you know what I got to tell you, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And at least for a little longer, while some people like me are out here trying to get their vaccines, please remember to wear your mask, wash your hands, stay away from other humans that are icky with the COVID so we can get back to gaming and gathering sooner rather than later. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us at our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate. Other patreon.com slash colorofmagic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at Color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.